Hello, and welcome to our next episode of the Odd Fellows Oddcast. And joining me today are some genuine Muscovites. <laughs> um, what is it that, that we say? We say, for the life of the czar. life of the czar. So I'm also a Muscovite. And uh, I can tell you that one of the great things about Muscovites is they're all about having fun, which is something that I personally have very soft spot for i think that part the best part of fraternity is having fun with your brothers and sisters so i appreciate and welcome all of you uh to talk about the muscovites so um david i know that you're you know the historian uh and i'm sure that we'll get into some you know really good details about some of the history behind the muscovites but uh i'm going to actually pass this off to either brett or johanna pretend like you're telling somebody about muscovites the first time Give them that elevator pitch of what the Muscovites is all about. Either one of you. I always like no meetings, no dues. We're a secret society so secret we don't even exist. <laughs> if you're not hooked, you're not for us. No. <laughs> Johanna, what do you tell people? I tell people that it's a group that does an interactive comedy to raise funds for you know, good causes. And most people are done with that. Okay. Well, I think that those two cover it really well. Uh, now, David, whenever you tell people, do you tell people anything different than that? Any particular special like way of, of pitching it that you do? Uh, pretty much a combination of those two. Uh, I pitch it as an interactive comedy that confers on the audience lifetime membership in a secret society that does not exist. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, you know, I was very looking forward to and very thrilled to have done this myself. As a matter of fact, I uh, brought my wife and my 13-year-old daughter uh, into being uh, Muscovites, and we have ordered our um, Busbies. Busby. Yes. Yeah. Can we see a Busby real quick? So I, sure. people can know what in the world a Busby is. So it looks like it's a fez. <laughs> but it is not quite a fez. It's fez-like, but not. Now, what makes it different than a fez? So the big difference here is one from about 1910. Mm. The big difference is this woolly band mm -hmm. along the bottom, which came from when the Muscovites were first formed. Uh, they were wanting to go with a Russian theme, which was different than most of the fun orders. Mm -hmm. uh, the fun orders were all going for like Arabian. Um, yeah, Middle Eastern. Middle pyramids Eastern. And, and so yeah. that's why they had the Fez. And they saw this photo of the czar and he was wearing this hat and it had a band. Other than that, it pretty much looked like a Fez, mm -hmm. but it had this band across it. But they said, hey, that's what the czar wears. That's what we're going to do. And so they copied their headwear after that and later found out that uh, he was at a costume party and he was trying to dress up like Knights of Arabia. Yeah, I love that story because, you know, it, it, it kind of speaks to how it is that even, you know, back early whenever, you know, Muscovites got started that, uh, you know, having information that's accurate is almost like it is on the internet. You know, you look up a picture of something and it's like, you think that it's, 
the real thing, you know, but it's like, right. no, no, that was actually somebody who was wearing a costume. So, uh, yeah, I love that story. That's fantastic. Uh, now, um, I think that there's a couple really unique things besides the Busby uh, about the Muscovites. So, uh, and you touched on how it is that we wanted to go, the Muscovites wanted to go with this Russian theme. And I believe Muscovite translates into somebody from Moscow. Yes. Is that right? Okay, good. I, I was assuming that and I was hoping that I was right. So yeah, good for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, the, the, the interesting point that you were making about that is that a lot of the other uh, fun orders, uh, and we're talking about like Amos, right? You know, the ancient um, mystical, mystical Order of Samaritans, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there, I know that there were a few other ones. Um, but like, for example, the Shriners, you know, they're, they're Masons who have this sort of, you know, uh, Middle Eastern Egyptian, you know, kind of you know, thing going on with their outfits and with their, you know, regalia and that sort of thing. Uh, so um, I think that that was an interesting choice that they wanted to go with something that was sort of foreign and exotic, but not, you know, completely, you know, removed because as I think it's true, there were a lot of Russian immigrants that were around. And well, I, I you think remember, of fun, go ahead. You automatically think of Russia, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so um, what do people from Russia think of this? Any well, so far in terms of uh, people who are actually in Russia, we have no idea. But um, yeah, that was one of the things about this was um, today we talk about cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a, a big issue for us today. It wasn't really a big issue at the time. And yet back in the uh, Midwest where this was really um, born, when you look at the names of the original members, they were primarily Eastern European names. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking for a, another culture, another exotic or um, culture, they were actually looking to have fun with their own backgrounds. And uh, we have had several people who um, are of Russian descent who have taken the degree and they absolutely love it. And they don't feel in any way like uh, the degree makes fun of people from Russian descent. And part of that is the fact that other than the czar, uh, usually nobody else in the degree even attempts a Russian accent. Mm -hmm. And um, depending upon the duchy performing the degree, the czar doesn't even attempt a Russian accent. Sometimes we play Scottish accents and, you know, anything because the degree has nothing really to do with Russia. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the, the theme and the leader of our mythical empire is called the czar. Mm -hmm. Well, I know from having seen it as a uh, recorded uh, 
performance, which is, you know, much different than how it started. And it's only because of COVID that you took the trouble to go ahead and make this into a video, uh, you know, and it, it totally reminded me of watching Monty Python because it was just, you know, so silly and, and, you know, the, 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 the quality of how it was done was just kind of very Monty Python ish, you know, and sort of, you know, reminded me of Douglas Adams. Some, sometimes, you know, it's like, wow, this is really, really interesting looking and a whole lot of fun. So, uh, you know, I, and I, I don't know how much more into the future you plan on using the video version of this, but I want to ask uh, Johanna and Brett about performing this degree. So like, mm -hmm. what is, you know, I'm, I know that it, I've done teeny bit of acting and almost always where there's never a camera and usually in front of a microphone. <laughs> so uh, I don't really have any experience doing any live, you know, theater. Uh, you know, I mean, I know I can do such things uh, if called upon. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we're trying to get a duchy going locally. Uh, but like, tell us about it, you know, like uh, being a part of uh, Muscovites means that you are part of the people who put on this performance. And again, the performance is to benefit a charity. So it's not like we're just doing this for entertainment alone. Uh, so Johanna, Brett, uh, talk about, you know, performance. Like, what is it like? You uh, practice a lot. What do you do? <laughs> I'll speak for myself. Very little practice goes into this for mm. me. It's a lot of fun. We have, we have the script and we've read through it a couple of times. So we always do one down in, in Tillamook, Oregon, and we always call it Oddtoberfest. Mm -hmm. and, and so we'll be doing one in the fall again. But our main thing is just have fun with it. We have several people that are very, very talented, primarily out of the Portland area that come down here and help us out with it and take some key roles. But I really try to get all my people, men and women, involved in it in some way. Because so, that's when it's fun is when you're actually taking part in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Johanna? Well, I have zero acting background. Um, and so this is part of the reason why I have a part that has exactly one line. Uh, <laughs> beyond that. <laughs> it's a great line though. And, and you nail it every time. You oh. nail that. <laughs> and I have to practice it so, so many times to <laughs> memorize it every single time we do it. Um, the rest of the time I'm kind of crowd control and I'm a, I have a spear and mm -hmm. so I use that spear to the best of my ability to help move people around to where they are supposed to be for the next part of the comedy. Um, and, you know, mostly look grumpy. So I get to glare and point with my <laughs> spear and, you know, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Now um, I know that uh, from having seen this, that, uh, and, and also because of the emblem for Muscovites, that there is a bear that's involved. Uh, don't want to give too much away, um, but uh, what what is the what, why a bear? Any any idea? Well, the bear is the um, the symbol, I believe, of the city of Moscow. So, oh, I is it? That they took that directly. Okay. Well, yeah, I know that like the Russians have, you know, I mean, bears are like kind of like California, you know, kind of just represents our Republic, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I didn't know if maybe they chose that in, for any particular reason. Um, 
I had a question a while back and I, I don't remember the exact answer, but I, I thought that it was worth asking again. This degree, which, you know, they, in, in Oddfellows and probably in Masons, they refer to it as a side degree. So it's like, you know, you're, you are a part of an Oddfellows Lodge or some sort of fraternal organization. And this is something that is not official. Uh, you know, it's not officially sanctioned, but it's, you know, for uh, charity purposes that this is done. And, you know, you end up becoming a degree holder of the Muscovite degree and you become a noble, right? And uh, I was just wondering about that. How, can you talk a little bit about how much this has changed? And if I remember correctly, this goes back to the 1800s, right? Yeah, so the Muscovite degree is from 1894. Mm-hmm. And it did start as what would be called a side degree for the Odd Fellows. And as a side degree, um, you had to be an Odd Fellow to take the degree and become a Muscovite. Well, that was one of the objections that Sovereign Grand Lodge came up with when they wanted to do away with all of the what would be called appendant bodies. Uh, they said that number one, if you wanna be part of Oddfellows, you have to come under our rule and we get to decide everything that you mm-hmm. do. And number two, uh, they created a rule in 1908 that you could not do your recruiting for your organization entirely from Oddfellows. And that was a big part of the Pacific Northwest breaking off from the Imperial Order because the Imperial Order said, okay, um, we'll close down. And in the Pacific Northwest, where we're a little bit more stubborn and rebellious, we said, wow, that's a fantastic idea. We'll invite everyone to take it. And so it broke off from the Imperial Order and opened up to uh, have membership from anyone of good repute. Mm -hmm. So then what happened to that Imperial Order? Is it no longer in existence and now it's only uh, your particular branch of it that the current Muscovites are descended from? Yeah, the... Imperial order died out in the late 30s. And um, it was hit really hard with the depression. And part of that was because they were operating as a actual order and they had death benefits and Mm -hmm. they had, you know, a governing body and they had expenses. Whereas in the Pacific Northwest, it was all just completely for fun. And there was no overhead in running the organization. And so there was very little effect on the improved order from the, uh, from the depression. Mm-hmm. And then it continued on. Um, the uh, Muscovites were originally split. It was two orders out in the Pacific Northwest, the uh, noble or uh, the improved order of Muscovites for men, 
and the Lady Muscovites for women. Mm -hmm. And as is often the case, the women way outlived the men. The uh, improved order, which later renamed itself the Royal Order, they were active into the 1970s and the Lady Muscovites were active raising uh, money through their degree for charity clear up until 2005. Hmm. And how is it that, uh, um, or, well, tell, tell everybody about the continuity of where it is today from when it was then. I know that, you know, the odd fellows, like you mentioned, uh, at the Sovereign Grand Lodge level, they were like, you know, no more of this. And then I know that obviously it came back, right? That's, that's kind of a, a gimme there. Uh, yeah. But like, how, how did it end up in your hands? Like, how did you get involved? So when the, first of all, um, there was a period in the 20s when Sovereign Grand Lodge saw that they were not going to get rid of the fund degrees. And they decided to consolidate everybody into a new group called Amos, the Ancient Mystic Order of Samaritans. And this was pretty successful, uh, except for, again, we're kind of rebellious out here in, on the West Coast, and we already had our thing, which was the Muscovites. And it was actually um, seven years after consolidating into, the, into Amos, there was a man by the name of Shorty Myers in Tillamook, and he said, I like the Muscovite degree better. And he declared himself the czar. And it was almost overnight. Everybody in Oregon within just a couple of years dropped Amos and went back into the Muscovites. And it was at that point um, under Shorty Meyer that it became known as the Royal Order of Muscovites. And it was the Royal Order of Muscovites into the 70s. Mm. And they used to meet in the Oddfellows Temple, which was a huge building in downtown Portland, beautiful building, still there. And when the temple closed and got sold, then the headquarters for the Muscovites moved into what was essentially the game room of Peninsula Oddfellows Lodge, which was the third floor. And they used to perform the degree up there. And that went until the, like I said, the 70s. And all of the equipment, the degree props, costumes, and most importantly, the degree script, they were all up in our attic and it became more and more of a storage area. And one day we were up there cleaning the attic and we came across the Muscovite script. We read it and just thought that it was so amazingly hilarious that we had to put it on here at our lodge. And that was how it started. Hmm. Well, fantastic. Now, uh, Brett, you're down in Tillamook. Yes. And uh, David and Johanna, you're in uh, Portland. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Brett, considering that you're 
you know, you must have your own, you know, group of people and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine that there's probably no such thing as like really competition amongst the different locales or centers of where you have Muscovites, but, you know, uh, go ahead. Well, that's not quite true because they go for the good of the life of the czar with a Z, C, Z spelling. We stuck with the original T-S spelling. So we go life of the czar, T-S-A-R. So there's ah. a huge controversy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, who can spell this word <laughs> that, you know, better? And it's like, yeah. of course, you know, being native English speakers is like, how do you spell that anyway? <laughs> right, <know>? right. <laughs> yeah, I, so I would say, no, we don't have any kind of competition at all. I, so we, a lot of times down here, I'll call upon the Muscovites in Portland to come down and help with fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And they are fabulous at coming down here and helping with different things. Sometimes we'll do a fundraiser. The, the biggest one has been a rotary casino night. And the Muscovites will come down and be my dealers to help deal cards for the night. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's incredible help, really good people. And it's just a lot of fun. Well, and that's then great. We put on the degree in October. And for Tillamook, I intentionally picked October because David had set up the oddball in April. So I went six months out from that so that we would have something every six months oh, bouncing great. back and forth. And yeah. so, yeah, that was all thought of from the very beginning. And then when we do the Oddtoberfest, we always have the, the Portland crew invited to come out here and and you know, spend some time on the Oregon coast as well. Usually make it a couple day event out here, honestly. Yeah. And that was something that I remember we talked about amongst ourselves mm-hmm. like two years ago, you know, before uh, and uh, I couldn't make it up in 2018. And then, you know, right. things just kind of came around and then the pandemic hit and it's like, oh my gosh, what, what in the world, you know? So, um, well, uh, I don't know if I have really missed anything. Johanna, have I really missed anything that you would like to interject into the conversation? Because I think we've kind of covered all the bases, but did we miss anything? Nothing comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> the only thing I would throw in is Tillamook, we're really trying hard we're, with any luck at all. The, the, you know, people get their vaccines and we'll be able to open up a little bit. So I'm starting to plan on, the Oddtoberfest for October of 2021. And with mm. any luck at all, we will be able to have that again in person. Okay. Now I do know that there is, st- there are still going to be a couple opportunities for people coming up. Now, someone may watch this video in 2021 or 2022. So, you know, I will put, you know, whatever contact information there is, you know, here and obviously in the early part of 2021, when we're recording this, you're still doing the, the video degree, the virtual degree. Uh, so, you know, click on the link below to see what's happening now. And uh, I'll put the information for both uh, Tillamook and also for uh, Portland. Um, but if somebody wanted to uh, get a local duchy, which is, it, it, the parlance for something like a lodge or something like that, you know, local mm-hmm. center group of people who were local to uh, perform uh, the Muscovite's degree. How, uh, what is the process for doing that? Is there, is there something that hoops that you have to go through? And obviously you have to be a Muscovite first. Yes. Right. 
Yeah, so that's really the big thing is that uh, it's the one thing that's still true to the old uh, days of taking a degree is you can't be in the degree unless you've already taken the degree. And uh, essentially a duchy charter is like a user license granted to a lodge because the goal for the Muscovites is to increase interest and fund and fundraising for lodges. So we issue the duchy char charter to lodges that have enough members uh, who have taken the degree and who want to put on the degree in order to raise money for their lodge, have fun, and introduce people to fraternalism. Right. Now, I remember that when... And when... in terms of the uh, virtual degree, mm -hmm. um, so when we put on the virtual degree this time, uh, the first day that we put on the degree happened to be the birthday of my father, Claus Scheer, who was our founding czar for the noble order of Muscovites. Mm -hmm. uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, and um, we have decided that every year for Founders February, we will do the virtual degree so that people who are in areas that are not close to any Muscovite duchies will get the chance to take the degree. Oh, well, that's great. Now, um, I was just thinking about how it is that you've got this set up in a very unique way that, you know, you don't have to pay dues every year, which is really awesome because it's like, you know, you just pay the, uh, you know, the amount, which, you know, for me at this moment in time is $25. Mm -hmm. uh, and the money goes to a charity. So it's not like you are, you know, the way that this is set up is not like, you know, you're a lodge and you collect, you know, funds and then you disperse them. The idea is that, you know, the money goes directly to a charity. Uh, so um, that's basically the idea of it. And that way you don't have any overhead and everything's all volunteer. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, I guess that what we'll do is we'll, we'll just kind of do my normal wrap up on this. I'll give everybody a chance to say something. Um, but uh, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you all very much for being on the odd cast with me. And if there's anything that you'd like to say in closing, then go right ahead. Um, I just wanted to point out that although there are no, meetings where we sit down and go through an agenda. Uh, the Tillamook Muscovites do get together, and this is something that uh, we have done before as well. Um, we have what we call public meetings where we will pick a pub and we'll all go meet at that pub and drink toasts to the czar and come up with ideas for what charities we might want to raise money for next i like that idea so yeah specifically on ours that's the only agenda item we do it the last thursday of each month and so our only agenda item is where are we going to meet next month <laughs> that's it and we we just try to spread it around to different places if somebody comes in and says oh i heard this is a great place to go eat and have a beer 
that's where we go the next time. And it's, it's been pretty successful because the businesses like us coming in too, bringing a group in. Sure. Or they did sure. before this year when all the rules changed. But <laughs> Right, right, right. Diana? I'm just really thrilled with the wide variety of charities that we've been able to help. Um, we have you, we've raised money for the Shriners Hospital. We've raised money for um, for our own lodges scholarship fund um, that helps kids who take classes in our building. We've raised money for various theater groups who. Um, perform and practice in our lodge building. I know in Tillamook, you've um, raised money for the Rotary Club um, and some- Food route for food insecurity. Food insecurity, yeah. So it's just, it's wide open what you, the kinds of groups that you can help with this. It's just, you know, whatever's in your imagination. All right. Well, um... Again, thank you all very much for being a part of this Oddfellows Oddcast and uh, sharing with everybody about the Muscovites. And uh, uh, again, as I mentioned, uh, the information will be below in case you're interested in following up and becoming a Muscovite yourself. And also make sure that you click the little subscribe button there, the little red one there that kind of begs to be clicked on. So uh, Thank you again all very much. I appreciate you being here. And uh, until next time, we'll see you at the next Oddcast. The life of the czar. The life, of the, the czar. life of the czar. Life of the czar. <laughs> with a T, not a Z. A C. Absolutely. <laughs> no, with a C. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>